Prabhupada is saying. We accept Seva from anyone, then we'll have to see first that person is surrendered or not. Or else, if we accept Seva from them, then then if we accept Seva from them on the pretext of taking their favorable towards then the mark of Bhajan or we then if we tell him instruct him on how to follow this path of Bhajan then we will become incompetent we will not be able to instruct him on this path of Bhajan because his consciousness is polluted and on the pretext of performing seva he tries to make everyone come under his control like you see one person is giving money and he's trying to engage one person in work so similarly he helps the sadhus then he tries controlling the sadhu and makes him act according to his desire and the sadhu is saying that that person is giving so much in charity he is doing so much seva so then leaving aside Gurudev's orders instructions and not and not going according to that desire he follows his own desire and he starts acting unfavorably towards Sadhu Guru Vaishnavas because one's mind will become like the food he eats if you can bring one person to this path of bhakti and if that person becomes surrendered to Guru Bhagavan and Bhagavan mercifully accepts that person the Guru Varga accept that person then it is proper or else one he will not come on the path of this Satmark he will not be tolerant then there will be no necessity of him seeking help from others so if you take one rupee one rupee has you take one rupee it is good but don't take money even if it is given in huge amounts from unworthy people because then you'll have to become their slaves this is not the duty of a matwasi to take money from rich people if they want to serve the temple then their lives will be successful but matmandir is not meant to become their slaves Says the Jewish people. You see, if hypocritical people, they come and they try cheating the jivas on pretext of giving in charity, they try controlling everyone. And they try controlling everyone and 
leaving aside Bhagavan Seva, they become their servants. So one is surrendered to Bhagavan. Then one can cross over Maya. But if one is surrendered to Maya, then one cannot cross over Maya. Therefore, Krishna has said, Only by my mercy one can one cross over this Devi Maya. My illusory energy. See, this Devi Maya is controlling everyone. Everyone's under her control. She is behind everyone. Say, one sense of discrimination is lost. So, Prabhupada is saying, First one should be surrendered to Bhagavan. And then some seva can be accepted from them, from those who are surrendered. One of the pretexts of performing seva, one is very poisonous like a snake. Like a poisonous snake and you only give poison out. At that time, instead of glorifying Rupa Raghunath, they glorify all these rich people. Glorifying them. Then we'll glorify them in front of everyone. Therefore, Prabhupada is saying, the Chaitanya Swami Padma, we should act for that pleasure. When if we leave the Anugatya of this path of bhakti, then the doers will be devoid of Atmagyan bereft and we will become more and more entangled in Maya therefore therefore we must not accept charity from anyone we must not accept service from anyone See the bhaktas, how do they follow? What rules do they follow? The bhaktas, they... There is suniti and suriji. Tanpad had two wives. One wife's name was suniti, the other was suruchi. Sanatan Path would look towards Suniti. Then she would say, During Brahma Murta, she would put Tilak on. She would chant Anik, Gayatri, Mantras, meditate on Bhagavan. Remember him. And she would request her husband also to do the same. But Suruchi, she would say, She would serve the king very nicely, make him very happy. And then she would nicely make him sleep. She would massage him. And then she controlled him completely. And then Maharaj, he didn't like what Suniti would say. So the king would say that if you want me to practice all these things, then you go to the forest and you follow the Rishi Maharshis. 
Palace is a place for enjoyment, not for all these things. So king was completely under the control of Suruchi. And then he said he didn't care for Suruchi. even made her leave the palace. So when Dhruva was born, then the king heard. But he would not care for his son. He would never take him on his lap. But when Dhruva became a little older, then the others would tease him, who is your father? When he said, then your father is the king. So then when he went to see his father, his father became very happy to see his son. He wanted to take him on his lap. But Suruji immediately came and she said, if you want to sit on your father, if you want to sit on the king's lap, you have to die and take birth from my womb. Then you can sit on his lap or else not. So Dhruva, he was very sad, he went to his mother. Then his mother, she told him, that Parmeshwar Shihari, he is, Parmeshwar Shihari, he is everyone's mother, father. So if you love him, and if he takes you on the lap, then the entire world will worship you. The entire world will love you. So why are you so worried? So he instructed him in very nice ways. So he was thinking, I should meditate on Prabhu and have someone with him. So therefore he left everything because he had this capability. He was competent. See, his mother transmitted all the sadhan bhajan that she had done. She transmitted that shakti into his heart. Therefore, the words she spoke had so much potency because she was herself practicing what she was doing. While well, others, they speak, but they do not practice what they speak. So this Bhagavad Shakti will not act through them. This Bhagavad Shakti will not be transmitted into the hearts of others. Madhuru's mother, she, she was an ideal sadhika. One will, one will speak to others, but without practicing, then there will be misfortune. So Suniti, she practiced everything she said. So she told Dhruva everything. So Dhruva, he, from his very childhood, he had all these modes of his mother. From his very childhood, he was not in Moha. He was not ready to eat or drink. You know, he was no longer interested for his mother's love, father's love. Now he went to the forest, read it on Bhagwan, meet with Bhagwan. So, Dharmamurti Suniti, she taught her son how to attain the lotus feet, Sri Bhagwan. Therefore, her vichar, her vivek, her buddhi, her discretion, everything was very sharp. And those who accept everything but who have not realized what they know who are not established who are not practicing all these things in their lives then their anurag will never be for Bhagwan. The Anurag will only be for this material world. 
and and suitable uh, air, water, fragrance, light. It, it requires all these things. Then it will sprout. It will grow into a sapling, and then it become a huge tree. So many branches, fruits, flowers, sub branches. So if you cover the Atma with a material covering or with material ornaments like gold, silver, or you give it as much food as you want. And if you make the Jiva engage in Tiyat, Tapasya, going to different Tirtas, then these things will not touch the Atma. And the Jiva will not benefit by these things. Because these are all worldly considerations. But Shubha Karma Sukruti is had. Some Punya is had. Bhikkhu Karma Sin is had. But this will not have any benefit for the Atma. For the mind, for the body, there will be some effect in the sense. If the mind and body are happy, then the soul feels, I am also happy. But this is not permanent, this happiness. And those who are sad, then the Atma thinks, see, one who is enlightened, he knows that such happiness and sorrow, they are only imagination. Like if you tell him, Brahmacharya Sanyasi, your son will die. Then the Brahmacharya Sanyasi, he will happy. He will say, I don't even have a son. Then how can my son die? But if you tell the Grahasa, your son will die, then the Grahasa will start crying so much. He will grow into chronic depression then. He say, oh, Maharaj, don't say such things, don't kill my son. But if you tell someone, your son will die, and if he doesn't have a son, then even if you a thousand times, then he will not care. Why does he care? He said, don't even have a son. So, so such happiness and sorrow is only imagination. Krishna, he says in the Gita, I just want straight to tolerate such happiness and distress. Because they are not symptoms of Atma Dharma. They are only figment, only figment of one's imagination. So as long as one does not, one is not established in his Atma Dharma and he is not related by love, Bhagavan. Because right now our love is now contaminated. You see, we love cows, calves, cats, dogs. And some people, they raise llamas, like in Peru. And some are raising goats, parrots, and pigs. And all these different kinds of living entities, they have relationship. This, this is mine, that is yours. But, the, all such relationships are very temporary. Still we are entangled. So how can that preeti become pure? How can we repose our love and affection in that Supreme Personality? So therefore we have a love and affection for so many people. So that's alright. But still gradually you must start offering all of your love and affection, all of your time to Prabhu, regardless of whether you feel happy or not. This is called Vaidhi Marga. Path of discipline. Path of regulation. 
initially when you start doing offering yourself gradually start chanting a few rounds push up and tilak on you do puja you read books but this by force you're doing since the rule I'll have to do or else I'll have to suffer because my anarthas so many lives are lost I'll lose one more life still here also there's not a lot of gain so Prabhupada is saying how can one have this transcendental personality one will have to then make use of this way of brain way of love so those bhaktas were always absorbed in this brain or samadha prabhu then even if they see a flower even if they see water they will have uddipan the love will be stimulated say they use everything for prabhu they, they feel like offering everything for prabhu They feel like offering everything onto the Lord's feet of Sri Bhagavan. Why are the Rajasi so dear to Krishna? Because the vritti of the Rajasi is chitvritti. Means it's entirely transcendental. Their gyan, their knowledge is because they're always staying with Krishna as a predominating deity of Samit Shakti. And what does he do? He's always herding cows. Not that he's only cow herding. Go means not just cows. Go means gopis. Go also means knowledge. And knowledge of the Vedas. See, Govardhaiti, Govartana. See, Govardhan, what does he do? He increases the love and affection of all the living entities. He makes them all absorbed in Prem. So, Prabhu loves Samanyaman. And those jivas, that if those jivas repose all their prem in Bhagavan, then they'll never wander, they'll never be lost. And their prem will never be used for anyone else. Therefore, by such priti, by such rasa, the atma will be awakened. Realize the sarup, be absorbed in the sarup dharma, established. But by jadras, you only have a jad body, material body. He'll have a subtle body by knowledge. And by generous, he'll have a gross body. But by Aprakritras, by Dodhis Aprakritras, how will you get an Aprakrit body? Not possible. You may bathe in all the Tirtas for a thousand lives. You may do Tapasyatan Dhoti for a thousand lifetimes. To Tapasyatan, what do you feel like? You see, Durga, you perform those strategies. Meditation for so many days. But Bhagavan said still you'll have to do sadhana. 
unless and until all of your love and affection is reposed in me, then until then you have to continue sadhan. Then I'll give you your Nitya Shuddha Shari. Then I'll take you to Dhruvaloka. Even Bhagavan said the same thing to Naradashi. Do Nam, Kirtan, go everywhere. And when I see that you are engaged in my seva 24 hours a day, and you don't belong to anyone else, then I'll give you your Shuddha Sarup, your Shuddha Sarup, or Prakrit Sarup, Atma Sarup. So this Paramartha Niti is something entirely different from worldly considerations. You see, anything that is transcendental is not subject to worldly morality, worldly regulations, worldly conduct. Bhakti cannot be had by debauchery, by illicit behavior. Krishna Lila, you should never consider Krishna Lila to be something very moral. Or else one may also think, I can act as I wish. Prem is not bound by any judgment. But no, this is not proper. One is a premi, he will also follow all worldly conventions, societal conventions. By and also, if one listens even to one word, then those who are following Vidhi Mark, even if they listen one word, they cannot retain. Because their minds are elsewhere. Even when Kirtan is going on, their minds are elsewhere. And when Smaran, they are trying to chant Harinam. They don't remember Prabhu. But who are they remembering? They are remembering this worldly, they are remembering all these worldly things, worldly people. So who, when we are chanting all our malas, who are we remembering? Who are we thinking about? Then we'll have to think. At least even if, even if one chants one round, four, sixteen rounds, even if he chants sixty-four, still he must think in the sixty-four rounds, how long am I with Prabhu, with Nam? Or else how, how far am I from Nam? Every day, Bhaktan Thakur, he says, you must think about this. When you're chanting, who are you with? You must make, you must think, while chanting now, how long did I think about Prabhu? How long was I with him? And how long, and all that I'm chanting, but my mind is elsewhere. Where is my mind? And we call the mind back, and the mind starts troubling us. If you don't say anything, then the mind is going here and there. And if we are trying, we cannot control our minds. But the Premi Bhaktas, because of the samanda they have with Bhagavan, they, even if they don't chant, even if they chant, anyhow they'll remember. See, Mother Ishwada, she does not chant on beads the whole day. But still she does not forget Krishna even for one single moment. The Varajwas is never forget Krishna. Even when Krishna left and went to Matra and Dwarka still, for even a moment, they did not forget Krishna. So Krishna, he said, go and see for yourself. Go and look for yourself. Nudhav was astonished. So this way, Uddhav was thinking, although we are with Krishna, we don't meditate on him. But these Vajrasis, they are far away from him. But even one moment, they cannot forget him. 
they cannot forget even for the time that takes for the blink of an eye. It's a blink of an eye, it takes less than a moment. Even for less than a moment they cannot forget Krishna. And they say their lives are entirely engaged in their seva. They have offered themselves in such seva to Krishna, which is eternally going on. When Nityananda Prabhu appeared in this world, what did he do? He framed all his uh, students, all his friends, childhood friends. Then he had them all enact these pastimes of Ram, Krishna. He taught them, made them remember. And all the other leaders of Bhagavan's avatars, so that Jadalila will not enter their hearts and control them. He wanted this Chitlila to enter their hearts. So therefore, from his very childhood, he made everyone absorbed in remembering Bhagavat Lila. But if one remembers Jadalila, like one's friends, brothers, parents, then they'll show you, let's go watch some sports, some sporting event, let's go see some drama, let's go to the movies. And nowadays everyone has mobile phone and they have uh, the whole day they're just looking at everything on their mobile phones. They become mad. And you see every person, he has four or five mobile phones. The whole day he's only absorbed looking at his phone. So you see Nithantu from his very childhood, he made everyone delicious Leelaros. And he made everyone religious Leelaros. He gave everyone the Adhikar for this. And by such Leelaros, the material body and mind will not be nourished. Rather the Atma himself or herself will be nourished. Because with Jaralila, one will have this residence in this material world. Means one will become a scientist, become a researcher. One cannot go beyond this material world. But to enter this Aprakrit Jagat for this uh, lasting peace and happiness, one wants to be free from these desires of lust. Then one should understand the topmost limit of Krishna Lila. You see, those who believe in morality, they cannot understand the acme the acme or the pinnacle of Krishna Lila, which is his leelas with the gopis. They think that these gopis are like Laila Majno, Romeo, Juliet. Can such mundane love ever be equal to the love shared between Krishna and the gopis? All these, you see all the love, all the love that is seen in this world is only mundane. And by listening to such stories, one only fall into the ditch of misfortune. But you see, Krishna and the gopis is entirely different. Say, so Sudeva Goswami is entirely transcendental. He was naked, but still he was speaking about these leelas that the gopis had with Krishna to Parikshit Maharaj. Then he was saying, Vikritam, Prajavadvidam, Chavishno, Shatan, Vitanishna, Tathavan, Nayatva, Bhakti Param, Bhagavati, Pratilapya Kamam, Ritrova, Maswa, Pihino, Techire, Nadira. Then, by listening to these leelas of Krishna and the gopis, all your ashakti, your bandhan, your moha, 
You're lost. You'll be freed from all these things that are detrimental. And they will make a proper way for you. That in the Lord's feet. Ashri Bhagwan. So just do Shravan Kirtan or such. Shravan Kirtan, Smaran Kirtan or such. Vrajlila. You see, Krishna is the deity of Prem. And such dealings between Krishna and the gopis should never be misunderstood to be like the love affairs of this material world. You see, if one who is absorbed in the lustful dealings of this world, he is only satisfying his own senses. He has no clue of what is Atma. But the loving affairs between Krishna and the gopis are like the sun itself. So effulgent and radiant. And by such a prakritras, by such atma sambandha, by, by being showered with such a prakritrasa, the soul will blossom, will flourish, and will have this nityadikar for Bhagavad Seva. Ankurit pallavit pushpit means what? Means the soul gradually blossoms. Since Rupa Goswami has described the six unfurling, the six leaves are gradually unfurl. When the Bhagavad Gita blossoms, what is this? Kleshagni Shubhata, Moksha Lagusha Akrit, Sandhananda Visheshatma, Krishna Karshanicha. These six leaves gradually unfold. So the Sakas, they have Sakiras, the Dasas are Dasaras, the Shantaras, Vatsadhyaya, Vatsaliras, Madhurya. So if one takes shelter of any of these Rasas and desires to serve Bhagavan, then gradually Bhagavan's mercy will be showered upon him and the Atma will be showered by this rasa and first of all this these difficulties will go away all these aspitara these five kinds of miseries will go away and all life they'll all go away this is called Kleshakni. means all miseries are burnt into this fire of purity. And then the Shubhada. All forms of good fortune arise. First these two leaves unfold. The first you plant a seed and the seed gradually grows into a sapling. It germinates. And two leaves unfold. They are called Kleshakni and Shubhada. And two more leaves unfold. Moksha Lagzakrit and Sandarananda. And they say, not this Mokshananda, Brahmananda, one will have this Aprakritananda. And the desire for Mukti, one will never have any desire for liberation. He will be free from all bondage. Because the Krishna Bhakta, he is always Nishkam. Therefore he is always happy and peaceful because he has no desire whatsoever. So who can possibly bind him? And then Mokshalakutakrit is that. Then one starts getting this Aprakrit Ananda. He's always drowning in these waves of bliss. Then who will desire Jadananda? Who will go to his Mokshananda Brahmananda? Then you see, Sri Krishna Krishna Then your Atma Sarup will manifest. And then your Atma Sarup will attract Krishna. By Prem Seva. Therefore, Prabhupada is saying, 
that is a prakrit kaam always fulfills the desires of Krishna pleases his senses this is a prakrit brain a prakrit kaam and a prakrit dham Krishna's chinmai vigraha one will surrender himself into the service of that chinmai vigraha Shri Krishna himself in the worldly calm that is seen in this world will make the senses very restless they disturb the senses agitate them but a prakrit prem a prakrit calm such transcendent prem soothes the soul cleanses the soul gives all good qualities to the soul like patience fortitude tairiya and then jarindriya will never trouble them in mundane senses. And then if any person, any object comes, then such attractions in the material world can no longer influence or bewilder them. So Prabhupada says it again, he is saying, this is the effulgent spot. So don't think that Krishna is uh, something illicit. Krishna is the Aditya Bhokta, Vastav Satya, Ichamai Swarat. So three adjectives are used here. He is Ichamai Bhokta. He can enjoy as he wishes. He is supremely independent. And when the Jeeva is established in his Atma Dharma, then he realizes where I am, where I was. Then how can he possibly find faults in Bhagavan? You see, the insignificant Jeeva is conditioned by Maya, false injure, he's very impure. And you say, because of his impurities, he sees the entire world as impure. And there Dharma doesn't manifest. Rather that there the loss of Dharma. Means Dharma is gradually waning. Dharma will meet its destruction there. And when I summon the Bhagavan, then there's a sequence of gradual advancement. Gradually good qualities will appear, divine qualities, doubt will go away, and the soul will no longer be disturbed. The Jivatma will always be happy. Ratham Thakur has written, the Jiva being beaten by these six Anarthas is wandering everywhere. Being the servant of Kamkrod, Maya is beating him. He is possessed by this Pesachi, by the witch of sensuality. But the sadhu, what does he do? He is, he exercises the jiva. And he makes the jiva free from this ghost. And he yells the jiva, no, no, you're no longer a purchased slave. Because kritadas means a slave who has been purchased by maya. But the sadhu, he delivers the jiva. He says, no, you're no longer a kritadas, purchased servant. He no longer slave of lust, anger. And he dispels all these enemies. So in Jada Jagat there's Kramavikas. Means gradual advancement. No, in, the, in the Chit Jagat there is advancement. Kramavikas, sequential advancement. But in the material world, the opposite is seen. The Jeeva is falling, falling further, further. Into netherworlds, then Tanatal, Sutal, Vital. All do, into all hellish regions. Jiva gradually becomes a demon. Asur. But by serving Krishna, by Bhagavad Seva, one will have Adhok Sachi Darshan, Adhok Sachi Gyan. 
transcendental knowledge and the sequen- sequential unfoldment of transcendental good fortune. And then gradually the superlative degree of transcendence Purna, Purnatar and Purnatam will gradually manifest. But those who engage in this Atmendriya Priti Vansha work to satisfy their senses. What will happen to them? They will meet utter ruin, total destruction. So there Prabhupada Sasitagur is saying, first one will gradually be an atheist, then he will have doubt, Sandevadi, then he will be ignorant, then he will become Mayavadi, then he will believe in Shunyavad. So these are the five stages of self-annihilation. You see, this is a sequential destruction. First he'll be an atheist, he'll have no faith. Then he'll be very ignorant, he's very foolish. Then he'll be Mayavadi. Then be a Buddhist, Shunyavadi. And, and those who please Bhagavan senses, then how are they, how do they advance? How will they blossom? They like these talks that concern the transcendental leelas of Krishna, Chitvilas. This way, when a person, what does he do? He cleanses himself, he takes a bath, he wears good clothes, then he never look back at dirty things, and never look back at the drain. So Nirvishesh Brahma, Mahavad Shunivad is like the dirty drain. You will think, how can Brahma be formless? This is very dirty, this consideration. How can you say Brahma is formless, devoid of characteristics? How can you think this? I have no such thoughts, not polluting them anymore. How can Brahma be alone by himself? That time they worship Brahma, either as Lakshmi Narayan, Sitaram, Rukmini, Dwar- Rukmini Dwarakadish, and then gradually their worship will culminate in the worship of Sri Radha Govinda. Kam Tartamya means this gradation. Kramavikas means this is how the bhakti blossoms. And then this Indriya Tarpan sense gratification will seem very disgusting for them, very repulsive. So rather when there's a Prakrit Leela, then they will realize one person who thinks that oh these Leelas of Radha Govinda are not proper, then because of such an offense, he will fall and he will be ruined. So when he surrenders, the Lord Sri Krishna gone. And then gradually, his bhakti blossoms. First, he likes Lakshminarayan, then Ayodhyanath, Ram, then Dharkadish, then Mathuradish, then, you say, his uh, consciousness gradually reaches its full potential. Then the oversoul, the transcendental personality, that is the transcendental reality in its full aspect, will manifest, fullest aspect. Then you will never accept the thoughts of the Jains, 
Mayavadis, the Buddhists, such such fallacious teachings will never make him fall from the path of bhakti. You see, the atheist, he attains Jada Samadhi, so-called Samadhi. But the Chit Bhakta, he, he attains Chit Samadhi. Means he is absorbed in this contemplation on the Leelas of Radha and Krishna. So therefore, in Kali Yuga, if one does Krishna Sankirtan, then he realize the Naam and the person, the name are not different. And by doing such Smaran Kirtan, Shavan of Naam, then Bhagavan first of all empower that Jiva, the chanter. And he will gradually advance. Proceed. If you see a boy when he is born, he cannot move on his own. Then the mother feeds him, breastfeeds him, and then looks after him, nurtures him, nourishes him, then catches him, then makes him walk, then he learns how to walk by himself, he learns how to talk. Because it is called mother tongue. Before he didn't know anything, he was neutral. Now he drank the milk of his mother, then you see, just as his mother speaks, he speaks the same way. Therefore it's called mother tongue. I say by chanting Bhagavan's names, Bhagavan will empower him. Nam nam akari sarva shakti. But not all at once. Slowly. First he'll be healthy. Then he'll be, he'll have strength. And then, before he was chanting nam, now he desires to engage in Hari Seva. Some people say, oh, why should I do Kirtan with these young people? Oh, why should I live with old people? Oh, I am a scholar. I am from a good caste. I won't do Kirtan with those from lower caste. So those who believe in such uh, dharma of the body and mind, they are not established in Atma Dharma. Because the Atma is neither young nor old. Neither is the Atma a man or a woman. So, there is no such consideration of who one should do Kirtan with and who one should not do Kirtan. There is no consideration of time, place, circumstance. The chanting of Adnam. Anyhow, any place, Harinam can be chanted. Because this is only relates to the Atma Dharma. Corresponds to the Atma Dharma. Even a sinful person can chant. Even one who is pure, he can also chant. By engaging such Naam Bhakti, Naam will empower him, make him proceed, advance. As long as the spiritual is cognizance, Chaitanya is not realized, then he will only be wandering in this material world. Therefore, we see when the Mahatmas, if they see people creating a ruckus, creating so much nuisance, then the Sadhu remains very silent. He said, what can I, what Harikata can I possibly speak to such people, creating such nuisance? They are only shouting at each other. What, what need is there for me to speak Harikata to such people? They have no knowledge, only fighting for mundane things, objects. Only trying for this. That one one attains this realization of itself. 
ಅಂದರೆ ಸಚ್ ಆತ್ಮಶಕ್ತಿ ಭಗವತ್ ಶಕ್ತಿ ಯುಲ್ ಗೇನ್ ಎಂಟ್ರೆನ್ಸ್ ಇಂಟು ಭಾಗವತ್ ರಾಜ್ಯ ಗುಡ್ ಫಾರ್ಚುನ್ ಹ್ಯಾವಿಂಗ್ ದರ್ಶನ್ ಭಗವಾನ್ ಇನ್ ಇಸ್ ಪರಿಕರ್ಸ್ ಯು ವಿಲ್ ಬಿ ಕ್ವಾಲಿಫೈಡ್ ಸಾಧು ಇನ್ ದಿಸ್ ವರ್ಲ್ಡ್ ಅಟ್ಯಾಚ್ಮೆಂಟ್ಸ್ಟಿಮನ್ one according to his personality he views the world in the same way the same light and as long as one is not taken shelter of his aprakrit naam aprakrit shakti then why can he how can he have his aprakrit darshan for one is having just jada darshan was was shouting so much creating nuisance then saul never speak like that bhagwan is two incarnations he appears in his naam as his naam and as his deity namavatar narchavatar when you serve the deity then very quickly you will be empowered and if you chant nam then you will also be empowered and as much shakti you will get to that degree you will have faith in and as much you get that much shakti you get that much faith then you get nishta then ruchi then nashakti and then then when this chivilas bhav will appear then you will not even care what is material what is spiritual you will be transcendental to everything you will be on this world of duality therefore service to Bhagavan serve him serving his archa avatar chanting his name the more you chant the more you are near with nama avatar Prabhu whole day if you chant even like one hour two hours but still that one hour you cannot chant very hard because you have no ruchi life after life you don't have this you are not habituated but when you try to chant more then what will happen then after some time this aprakta shakti will gradually enter you enter your heart and then your chanting will become natural and as your faith grows stronger you'll have ruchi then there's no need to tell anyone oh you chant why are you not chanting you see rats have made a house in your beat bag because you're not even touched your beats so the spiders have made spider webs there the rats have little children there in your beat bag because one has no ruchi so he doesn't have ruchi if he has no shraddha no nishtha how will he have ruchi anyhow you will chant one round you have to shout at him Why not chanting? And then he's saying, Oh, the sadhus, Guruji is telling me, My family is telling me to chant. But still he will not chant. Because he has no shakti. No ruchi. So will he chant. But, you know, you must begin. You must start. So, the sadhus, the santas, Guru, Bhagavad, Bhaktas, they give the shakti according to their own sweet will. And they make you chant this now. Therefore, why do you accept Sri Guru? Why do you go to this Shri Guru who is Namacharya? Because he himself chants and he also makes you chant. Like you say, if any conditions all goes to any Bhakta, then 
You see, the Bhakta just tells the Jiva, just chant Harinam. And just by these words, he'll start chanting. He's infused with this inclination, Ruchi. And when he serves Shri Vigraha, then he will think, let me bring some fruits, flowers, sweets to Bhagwan. Oh, these things of the market are not so nice. I'll cook something nice. I'll learn. And gradually, he feels, Oh, I've done Archan Pujan. Now I'll sing something very nice for Prabhu. I'll observe his birthday. And then I'll call all these musicians. I'll decorate this place very nicely. Because this Chitvrati is being transmitted into his heart. There's inclination. Then his service to Sri Vikra is very natural, very spontaneous. Therefore, as soon as the Guru Arga initiates someone, they give this Archa Vikra. Because Guru, he cannot stay with his disciple all the time. But by giving this Vikra, the disciple is always in close proximity to his Guru, with his Guru. And then he achieves everything. But don't serve like a paid servant. Not that, oh, I'm very busy. So then you hire a pujari and then you give him a salary every month. Then he'll just ring the bell off. We'll just do something and he'll run away. But he has no pity for Bhagavan. This Atmavat Seva should be done. If I'm cold, then Bhagavan is also feeling cold. If I'm hungry, then Bhagavan is also hungry. I'll have to feed him, just as I feed my own self. So we must render such Bhagavat Seva with Preeti. See, Mahaprabhu is staying in Jagannath Puri, and where is Raghu Pandit? And every day Mahaprabhu would come and eat in the house of Raghu Pandit, in, in uh, Panihati. At Panihati there, Mahaprabhu would come every day. In Jagannath Puri, he would only eat a little, very little. But then when he would go to Shivan in the Seine, when he would go to Nakul Brahmachari, he would go everywhere and eat everything that they had offered. He would go to Sachidamata, when she was cooking for him in Mayapur, he would go everywhere. Therefore, when the bhaktas offer something to him with love, then Bhagwan he naturally goes there and accepts everything that they have to offer. This is wow, this is solemn promise. So, when, when, when Krishna was about to leave, depart and enter his spiritual realm, then he told Uttav. So as he was about to leave, that time dharma, gyan, everything left with him. But Bhagavan himself left this Bhagavad Puran. He left this Bhagavad Puran in this world. In this Bhagavad Puran, Bhagavan has given everything. He stored everything inside there. Inside this chest. So, Bhagavan has appeared as his Nama Avatar and Avchavatar. So, he has given the special order. Serve me in my form as the holy name and as the deity. So when one chants with form faith and serves the deity, then everything will become very easy. No difficulty then. Then not that. You see the Mahavadis, they worship the deity for two, three days and throw the deity in the water. Once one son, he asked his father, who was a Muslim, he said, oh, father, oh, uncle, let me go see what the Hindus are worshipping. 
I said, why are you going there? They worship for one day, two days, and then throw the deity inside the water. There's no need to go there. Instead of thousands of people going, let me also go see how Hindus observe this religious function. They said, there's no need. We do namaz, we say Allah Akbar. See, our Allah is in the mosque. He has no form, but the Hindus, they make a form. They make a statue. And by seeing the statue, your mind will be pure, impure. Just give me the order I'm going. He said, all right, go say income. Then he went to see. Then he went everywhere. He said, thousands of people were singing, dancing, rolling on the ground, distributing so many gifts, embracing each other. He returned late at night. Then his uncle asked him, what did you see? Did you see anything? Yes. Then he said, And then he said, what did I see? They decorated this deity so nicely. They put garlands, they put a crown, many bangles, sari. They decorated the deity so nicely, put a dhoti on. And then when I saw inside, inside there was only like dry uh, grass. They just took some dry grass and then they just put some uh, decorations on this dry grass and they threw it inside the water. So I saw there was only dry grass there. This hay. Busa. Means like empty husk. So they say they are only worshipping such empty husk. So the Mayavadis are like this. They only cheat people by the deity service. They have no faith in the deity. So how will they serve the deity? And Bhagavan's deity service is very deep. Very aggressive. You have Atma Shakti. And by serving ghosts, you will become a ghost. Therefore, those who worship the demigods go to the demigods. And they worship me ultimately, Krishna says, but Avidhi Purukam. They worship me in an improper way. They think they are worshipping the other demigods. And they think I am serving Bhagavan. But just thinking this way, what, how will they be helped? So Bhagavan is form is eternal. He is eternal. Prabhupada says, don't be deceitful. Don't be a hypocrite. You see, in a, in a, during a theatrical performance, during a drama, if someone dresses Ram Krishna, then everyone goes and falls at the feet of those artists who are enacting the leelas. Like if someone has become Ram or Sita, they go fall at their feet. They give someone as Praname and they give him garlands. And the same person is playing Ram, he comes out and he's smoking beedies, he's smoking marijuana. So such pretentious display will not do. Vigra Archavatar is not like this. No human becomes Ram. How can this body made of flesh and bones become God? So therefore to go to such uh, dramas means you're falling away from the path of bhajan. If you go to any theatrical performance, which is not bona fide, and they say, your written last witness is had by such archa vigra seva and nam seva. Listen tomorrow. Oh.